0: Well, a crushing victory by Australia against South Africa at the Wacker over in Perth. It wrapped up with an innings and 284 run win. I don't know where to start with this one, but Holly Furling, who's been brilliant on Channel 7's coverage of the cricket throughout the summer, joins us. Morning, Holly. Good morning. How do we start with this one? I mean, Australia's performance was, was just outstanding. I mean, it's, it's near enough a perfect performance.
1: Yeah, well there were highlights everywhere, wasn't there? I mean, you couldn't go past how good the pace bowlers were in that first innings. I mean, to to bowl them out in just over a session and Darcy Brown with her first five for ever, like that that was just wild in itself the fact that she's never taken a five for in her first one ends up being in a test for Australia. Um she she was quite um bashful about it, but it, it, it we didn't even see the spin trio that, that had been uh, touted and that was a lot of the, the selection calls that were that were happening around the squad was which leg spinner would play, which left arm off he would play, and next thing we we didn't see any of them. So um the baseballs were amazing and then then you had the Healy Heartbreak on day one on ninety nine, joining her husband being dismissed for, for ninety nine. So there it, it was just highlights absolutely everywhere in that first innings. But um very quickly we saw where this game was going to go.
0: Mm, absolutely and it went the way that australia have essentially been pushing around their opposition lately Let, let's talk about darcy brown to start with 20 years of age it is extraordinary to think that she hasn't had a fifa but but here it comes in this format what kind of cricketer is darcy brown and what does the future hold for her
1: she's a raw kid she and she's a good kid from the country and. Um, getting the chance to speak with her about her action and some of the things that have slipped into her action over the last 12 months, which, which always happens as you grow and as you've been in and around the setup and you're just you playing lots, you have these little bad habits that come in and all of a sudden she feels like she's falling off the ball. So she was working really, really hard over the last couple of months trying to find a ball that she felt confident in. Um, and a lot of it, she wasn't bowling a lot seam up. She was kind of going that three-quarter seam, wobble seam that we're seeing so much. Uh, in the men's test at the moment and um, it, it worked really really effectively for her and then she found confidence with, with that to then go seam up so it was like an it was a nice reminder for everyone that sometimes it doesn't need to look perfect you just really just rally behind what you've got on that day and um, really back it in to make it work but she was so good with the bouncer and and just messing with the footwork of the South Africans I think we saw a number of technical deficiencies in that South African lineup and both the opening partnership of her and Kim Garth at the other end, who went wicketless, unfortunately, um, both of them did such a a wonderful job to just put a hole in that lineup.
0: Then we need to talk about Annabelle Sutherland. So just two years older than Darcy, but we're we're looking at at Annabelle as a complete cricketer. It was interesting to hear her skipper say, you know, she's made for test cricket and obviously we need more, women's Test being played because she'll be there forever especially in that format so um the performance that she puts in 210 off 256 balls five wickets for the match Uh, i mean she is just we we often speak holly don't we about once in a generation or generational cricketers do you reckon annabelle falls into that category
1: yeah well and truly she's had the the technique with the bat from the get-go and i mean her introduction to this australian team she's being in the squad a little bit more as a batter than a bowler and then vice versa but she has now scored two or really three centuries um in, in the space of just over 6 months she she had her first one over in England in the ashes batting at number 8 and then now a, a double century and I think the the thing that was really, uh, or that really showed the class of her, was the fact that it was the fastest double century in two hundred and forty eight balls. Like she was going at a at a real good clip when she when she raised the bat, and um, we, we were all, I, I guess, estimating when would the Aussies declare, and um, she was actually worried that she was going to left stranded short of the milestone. So she made sure that on the final ball before the tea break on day two. She hit one over the top to to bring up the the two hundred. So um, she's the youngest Aussie to achieve the feat, and I, and I know that Healy had mentioned, I think in the media, that it'll actually be scary if she gets to play a heap more tests. The numbers that she's yeah. going to produce, it, it's it's wild. She she's so technically sound. She's got the power game, and we haven't even talked about her, her bowling, or let alone how good she was in and amongst the cordon as well.
0: Is that the maturity of of Annabelle Sutherland? Because she, she came into the international arena, I think she was about 18 or 19, but she's always looked very mature. And it must be hard when you look around and see the caliber of players and superstar players that she's come into the squad with and developed her game alongside and is now essentially one of the leading members in that team.
1: Yeah, she's had to bite her time a little bit, which seems wild considering that she's only 22. But um, I I think that's probably been the thing that set her up for success is that she's known that she'll get her go. Um, So how can you make sure that you're completely ready by that time? And I mean, she's got some some good heads around her. She's got the blueprint of Elise Perry ahead of her um, in terms of showing her exactly what she needs to do. And I know that those two having been in the Victorian setup together, they've been able to train alongside each other for quite some time, but she's just always, yeah, maturity is is the word that I associate with Annabelle. Just she's got a really good idea about her game and how to go about it. And the way that she broke down her innings and she said, she knew that the first 20 to 30 balls were going to be difficult. And it was off the back of a, a big partnership that Mooney and Healy had had. So she had to come in, start again, and then she knew that she could cash in and she had the, the gears to go up the longer that they kept the South Africans out there. So for, for someone that's so, so young, she just had all the bits and pieces lined up. She knew how she was going to go about it and it paid off for her.
0: I was just going through higher scores before um, and you mentioned the 99 for Elisa, which I, you know, I don't know if it's a good or. A, I mean, it's obviously you want the one more, right? But but it's one of those quirky things that you're gonna that you're gonna finish on. So your highest uh, test score was five not out. You were not you're not there to carry the bat. But when I was doing the research this morning, and this would often come up because it's always in your Wikipedia page about the three um, opening balls at the age of 14 that you that you made in men's grade cricket in Queensland with a hat trick. Have you been tampering with your own Wikipedia page, or is this? Is this well and truly accurate?
1: It's well and truly legitimate. I had registration <laughs> forms thrown in my face after after that game. Um, my parents weren't <laughs> even at the at the ground because they thought I was just there to field and, and fill in for the boys. And next thing, I've, I've taken four wickets in my first over. So, um, no, I, I it's it's one of those trivia questions, but I do think that. Now, Elisa Healy and Mitch Stark, everyone keep note of this one. This one's going to pop up in years to come in the trivia sense.
0: (laughs) Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. So keep the 99 in your pocket for Stark and Healy. Um, Let's quickly talk about the men's. By the way, most of the girls will now head off to, to the WPL. So that's the focus now, isn't it? To head over to India and take on that next challenge. So before we get to the men's with you, just a summary then of the Australian Women's Summer.
1: Yeah, I think consistency. They've been challenged at different points across uh, the West Indies earlier in the summer. They they lost at North Sydney when Hayley Matthews went off and then similarly they dropped a couple games in this series against South Africa. But I think when you've got someone like Beth Mooney who ended up being the player of the series with five half centuries and every single one of them across the three formats, she came in at different circumstances. I think that's the class of this Australian team is that, yeah, they might lose a game here or there, but They know how to bounce back and they also know how to adapt their game. They're quite good at that reflection. And um, I think it's been a a really good summer competitively. Um, And I think it's setting them up for next year because we've got India, New Zealand and England coming to Australia next summer. And it's just going to be, I reckon, one of the toughest periods that this squad's going to face. Um, in in terms of a a really condensed schedule against a really good opposition. So um, it's setting themselves up nicely. All
0: right, quick word on the men. So um, the focus switches to New Zealand. So they would have been absolutely licking their lips at the prospect of having Australia come across. And it all starts on Wednesday with the first T20. Um, This is going to be a really fascinating trip, I reckon, for the Aussies over there.
1: Yeah, well and truly, because... these are the only three T20s that they've got before they announce a World Cup squad uh, to go over to the West Indies and, and America in June. So uh, they've sent, from what I can see, a, quite a full strength squad going over there. So and I've, I've read a little bit about the boys looking to actually rotate their their lineup a little bit to actually start to formulate what that playing 11 is going to look like, let alone what that extension of, of the 15 is going to be. And Um, I mean, you've had Spencer Johnson and Xavier Bartlett back home here, put their, put their names up, put their hands up. Um, But I I do think that, yeah, this squad here is going to be quite a a strong one and form wise too. I mean, you can't go past Maxwell and he's 120 not out in Adelaide over just over a week ago. So uh, I think it's going to be a a great series for the Aussies. Um, I I think New Zealand will will have their work cut out for them, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's always fascinating coming into a World Cup year because anyone can make it and anyone can end up being in that final 11.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate your time this morning. I know you've been busy and travelling as well, so thanks for taking our call.
1: No dramas at all.